to Talking Out with Andy and Alex. I'm Andy. And I'm Alex. And on today's episode, we have... We have cryptoids. We have dinosaurs. We have the death penalty. No, I like... I, I, w- I want us to introduce things with little funny titles on them. So, okay, so I'm going to start. You ready? Okay. okay, so the death penalty... Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, 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 we're just going to keep all that in. The death penalty. Is it worth dying over? Ooh, ooh. I want your dinosaur one. Dinosaurs, feathered or scaled. Ooh, I like that, I like that. Uh, I think we're going to go something along the lines of cryptoids. What if they were real? Ooh. Yeah, I like that one. Ooh. What was the other one? Oh, and uh, Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned How to Love the Bomb. Oh, that's uh, actually the title, that's too. actually the title. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Today, uh, let's start with Dr. Strangelove. Yes, we did literally just finish that movie. Oh, yeah. I think we should probably start it off with a nice little quick synapse of what the movie was. Uh, what's it about? The movie is about nuclear holocaust, nuclear end of the world. Yeah, it's about the Cold War. It's about the Cold War. It's about a bunch of people in the war room. So the movie starts off with this general who decides to kind of just snap and just do it and just send a whole bunch of planes over to Russia full of nuclear warheads to blow them up. And the whole movie is a bunch of about the president trying to stop him, which, of course, it doesn't really work out for them. And spoiler alert on a movie that is very very old, released in the late 60s. The whole, it, not, they can't stop it, and the whole world explodes. Yeah, pretty much. But there's a little bit of a twist to this. It's actually a dark comedy. Like, I, I didn't realize it. When I first started watching it, I was actually kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was sitting there going, oh, man, this is really dated. But as the movie progressed, I felt it. I actually felt the comedy. It was so weird. What I was noticing, because the movie is specifically shot in a... Uh, not in the same way a normal comedy is. Lots of wide-angle shots and long drawn-on things and not a lot of close-up on individual characters for reactions like a lot of other shows. I found that I was laughing at something like way after it happened where it was kind of just like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, right? <laughs> the the scene about the war room. Oh, that scene about the Did... war room, Andy, is legendary. Yes. It, everyone knows. It's so good. Go ahead. So what happens is is they invite one of the Russian ambassadors into the war room. And Cold War being that uh, it was Russia versus the U.S. Yeah, extremely hardcore. It, it was mainly espionage and, like, everyone afraid to press the button. So letting this Russian ambassador into this room... <laughs> everyone was afraid to press the button, but somebody accidentally sat on the button, basically. So they kind of had to let him in. So yeah. this, the other guy, the real another military guy he's not having any of it and he gets really pissed off and he kind of says some bad things about the russian president and president the united states president walks away and all of a sudden you hear a commotion in the background he walks back and it's the two of them fighting the russian ambassador and the american general guy and he goes gentlemen what are you doing there's no fighting in here this is the war room and it's just just, it it doesn't zoom into his face it it doesn't try to like like force you to realize how funny what the person's saying is it just is funny yeah and they just kept they continued afterwards they just kept going like it was nothing no there was no pause for laughter no nothing it just you feel like you got it 
Yes, exactly. And it was funny because you got it. You it got wasn't it. handed to you. No, and feel the intensity and the, the real pressure that all these characters are feeling. But you can also, as a as an audience member watching a film, you can see the, the comedy of it. And you can really get the funniness of the situations. Yeah, felt like the entirety of the movie was just one build-up to one big joke. That's all it was. And what, what do you think that joke was, Andy? That... People fuck up. <laughs> and when they fuck up, they yeah. fuck up hard. Yeah, no, it was, it was, that's pretty much what happened. First you got the general thinking that the Russians were poisoning the water yep. with fluoride that yeah. we just do nowadays anyways. Yeah. And then um, you get the the people thinking that the people who came to stop that guy, the, the one who sent the nuclear warships to yeah. Russia... Well, he told all the people at his military base that the people are going to come dressed as American army men, and but really they're going to be Russians trying to take over the base. So he just had these confused Americans shooting other very confused Americans. They, they were even on a hilltop going, oh man, you can get those from any military surplus store. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, Where do you think they got them? Oh, you know, they just bought them at some surplus store. Like, just completely. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's hilarious. I loved it. Uh, it was just those little things that just got me. Yeah, it was pretty gosh darn funny. Like in the in the beginning, where his secretary is on the phone, and it's the the general who ends up fighting the Russian ambassador, and he's like, I guess it's his hot secretary, and and they're they're just, they just it, finished up his, having sex. It's actually his uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. So the guy calls on the phone asking for the general and is like, hey, it's really, 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 really important that I talk to him. And he is taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, no, no, no. And he goes, can't he just tell you? And she's like, one second. Hey, honey, can't you just, like, tell me and I'll tell him? And then he does. He proceeds to, like, just say that there's, like, a nuclear holocaust on the way and that the ships were sent. And she's just... Um, relaying this back to the general. He's like, oh, damn, this sounds crazy. Like, that would never happen in real life. No. That's hilarious. And not to mention, this woman is tanning before <laughs> this. Oh, yeah. That's Literally, so it was just a piece of eye candy picks up the phone and goes, yeah, honey, uh, there's a nuclear holocaust happening, and, and it's like we need to know what to do. And it's like super serious. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. just this piece of eye candy that is oh. apparently relaying, like, important... <laughs> like the most important information ever. Yeah, like life or death information. No, 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 no. It's even better than that. It's even better than that. The guy who figures out the code to get the, sh the airplane sent back, so that way, you know, not the whole Russia gets blown up, uh, someone burst into the office where he's trying to figure it out, and basically is like, no, we think that you might be the one who was... Planning this whole mutiny to, to like, you know, blow up Russia and stuff. And then the guy's like, no, 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 I'm just trying to solve the problem. And he doesn't believe him. And it's just more and more people not understanding each other and just fucking yeah. up. Yeah, like, um, not it's not just people fucking up. Like, uh, the more and more that uh, I talk about it, honestly, the more and more I start to realize it's not just them fucking up. Mm -hmm. It's also them just having a miscommunication. Everyone just doesn't understand each other. No one's given the proper information to stop this. Information in this movie is is handled very interesting now that you mention it. Yeah. Like, think about the fact that 
the person tried to call the president, and he was stopped by 50, 55 cents. From the, the, the operator. The most important information imaginable being stopped by just something so mundane. Yep. Bureaucracy. Yep. Also, the best joke in that entire series was the guy who was trying to make the call was short 55 cents. So he tells the guy who's holding him up to gunpoint, uh, I need 55 cents or uh, to contact the president. If you don't let me, then you're going to get in shit from the president. No, the guy's like, do you think I just carry spare change into battle with me? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, get it from that vending machine. He's like, that's private property. I can't do that. He's like, <laughs> like just no, do it. The, the whole world rests in this like phone call, man. Just get me the money. He was like this. All right, so I'm going to break this open, and now that's going to be between you and Coca-Cola. It begins to shoot it. Yup. Oh, so good. Oh, it was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed that movie. It was really good. But yeah, any closing thoughts about that movie? Other uh, than a recommendation for everyone to go watch it? Um, it's not for everyone. No, the airplane scenes were kind of... Yeah, it's not for everyone. There are some iconic scenes that we did not mention. I do understand that. That some people might say, oh, you forgot about this. You forgot about this. I tried to hit them all, but there's a yeah. couple of courses oh, yeah. I missed. Oh, yeah. The movie as a whole, it doesn't make you feel stupid, but it doesn't make you feel smart. You definitely feel smarter than all the fucking people making the mistakes. That's why it makes you not feel stupid. And I can definitely see the comedy in it. Yes. I, also, I think that we should probably... No, I think that's good. I yep. liked it. Yeah. Alright, and we're gonna take a nice short break and we'll be right back. Hi, welcome back to Talking All with Andy and Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Andy. So today we're gonna talk about cryptoids. What if they always existed and maybe if they get assimilated into like society? Yeah, it's a good old fashioned game of what if. Oh, yeah. What if? Oh, I love those. So, it's your topic. Start off the bracket. Which crypto would you like to discuss first? So, vampires would be the hardest to actually explain since they just flat out kill people. I think that, actually, I I don't want to go completely Twilight over here, but I think vampires might be one of the easier ones to assimilate no. into society. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm no. talking, like, super, super racist level second class citizenship like it'd be horrible i like, would not want to be a vampire full-on hierarchy being oh, humans yeah. at the top yeah and vampires at the bottom uh, i don't know vampires uh, uh i mean i mean just go in the sun well th throughout the minute like uh, the description of the actual cryptoid itself is i believe these would still be considered cryptoids because yeah, yeah. people still believe that they exist and they're like oh we got video footage or we got uh, photo footage. footage yeah i know i know right uh like uh stories and stuff like that about how you can go to this place and they'll make you into a vampire whoa i mean i'm kind of under the impression that Maybe vampires existed at some point, but we got them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was this huge crusade against the vampires, and we got them all. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense, because at some point, someone was like, oh, yeah, vampires, big business, <laughs> big, big business. Big business. And oh, then yeah. we, we look back to it now, and we're like, that doesn't seem like a big deal. It's because they're gone. Exactly. They're, they're like nothing. Yeah. So... 
I think the vampires being in a normal society would actually be quite difficult because they they would have like humans would have to give them blood, but they can from certain books and all that I they can live the off of animals. You know, from the TV show Angel and the Buffy series. Yeah, exactly. I like kind of like that portrayal. Also, Interview with a Vampire as well did it too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of the thing. It's still a life force. It's just not as good. The thing I remember most about that movie, to be honest, is the guy taking the rat and like breaking the bottom of its jaw and pouring it into a wine glass. The only thing I remember about that movie is just long white dresses and long hair. Well, that's basically ninety percent <laughs> of the movie. The only thing I can remember. <laughs> well, you basically <laughs> described the movie. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Awful. Okay, so uh, on to the next socket. Um, chupacabras would be a legitimate pest problem. <laughs> <laughs> you think coyotes are bad for your livestock? No, no, no. Chupacabras. Well, because they're super fast, super stealthy, and the only time you can really see them at night is their glowing red eyes. Yeah, they're not adorable. No. No. Well, uh, from my understanding, some people actually believe that the chupacabra was another form of a vampire. Because oh, they really? actually suck the blood yeah, out of the That's a good livestock. point. They do suck the blood out of all, like, the, the sheep and the lambs and the goats or whatever. Yeah. They don't just, like, they, they do kind of consume a little bit, but they probably, like, you know, things need more sustenance and liquid. It's like the chupacabra goes to drink some water, and he goes, hmm, I'm hungry too, and begins eating the flesh. Cryptodes that drink blood also have to drink water. I mean, cats... In the wild, don't drink water. They just drink blood. Or they just get the liquid that they would need from their kills. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? Vampires wouldn't need to drink water. In fact, uh, from my understanding, since uh, they're undead, their system doesn't exactly work properly. Yeah, it's like the real problem with making a cryptoid real is there is a slight aspect of magic to it. Yeah. A any of them. Like, for a creature as large as the Loch Ness Monster to exist nowadays, I mean, people can go really deep into the science of it and stuff, but, I mean, there's a, there's a reason. Well, Loch Ness... Is specifically based on act an actual prehistoric animal. I'm yeah. not sure which era it was from, but... Like, I, to some people, they believe that it's true. To some people, they believe that it's not. Like, I mean, who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's a great story, and it gets people to go to a place for tourism and stuff, so yeah, it's good for the country. Um, we got the Ogopogo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, also, we got Pogos, which are fantastic corn dogs. Oh, dude, Pogos? Pogos. Great. But say there was a Loch Ness-like monster that just exists, I think it would be a huge problem for, like, fishing and... Uh, tipping over boats. Yeah, dude. Tipping over boats. Maybe all those orcas that tip over boats and stuff. And you know what the worst part is? The worst part about Loch Ness Monsters being real is they would always just go right up to boats, start bopping their heads against it, and go, hey, hey, man, I'm looking for a boat. Tree fitty. Why? <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so next one, your choice. All right, uh, let's say if we had Bigfoot. Bigfoot was real. He's just a, and the whole time he's just a dude that lives in the forest that just wants to be left alone. Just one really hairy dude. Yeah, he just wants to be left alone. Mm -hmm. But people keep on showing up and taking pictures of him. We're the paparazzi. We're the paparazzi for Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> we have like TV shows dedicated to trying to find him and stuff, and he just wants to be left alone. Just leave Brittany alone. Uh, I had to. Yes, you had. Yeah. No, I, you know what? 
I've always wondered if the Bigfoot could actually be real. It's one of the more believable cryptoids. Like, is it a dude that just dresses up in a gorilla suit? I mean, at the end of the day, what the Bigfoot could be is could be a very sad reality, which is just a very mentally ill man with a lot of hair growth problems, with, like, basically a thyroid disorder. And that is a terrible idea to think about all these people trying to find this, like, mentally unwell man just being like, leave me alone. That's horrifying, but that... Well, here's the thing. If he was seen at some point and uh, he became so big within that community, maybe if it is a mentally ill man, he's like, oh, man, this these guys keep on following me around everywhere. I'm going to go to the next forest over. And he just leaves. And every time that people go, oh, I saw Bigfoot, it was just people playing pranks. Or, or what, what if every time he is seen, he just, he's like, peace, bouncing, got yep. better places to be. Either that or uh, he just died. I mean, And people yeah. are just being all like, okay, yeah, let's keep the Bigfoot name alive, and they keep going. That could be it. I mean, you don't exactly find a lot of really old dead bodies in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going I'm to a, I'm a go away from Bigfoot right mm-hmm. now. Zombies. 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 I know it's okay. not a cryptoid. I mean, kind of cryptoids kind nowadays. Of. Well, uh, voodoo zombies, things voodoo. like that. Yeah. So technically, uh, demons, I guess. So, so, okay, so we got demon zombies, voodoo zombies, which in my opinion fall under the category of slow and dumb. Yeah. Uh, then we have like uh, fungal zombies. Oh, let's not go there. Oh, no. This new movie is so great. It's called The Girl with All the Gifts. And if you're looking for a new good zombie movie... It was super flew under the radar, but it was really well done. Mm, I'm not going to give anything away because I love zombie movies, and it's been a long time since a good one actually came out. Oh, yeah. We're we're zombie movie fanatics. Oh, I love, yeah. Like, our favorite movie is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, high, hands like, down. Easily the best. Uh, especially those three movies that they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the perfect trifectum. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Anywho, zombies. Uh, I can break it down really fast. Uh fast and smart were screwed that's usually the demons yes yeah uh the fungal was smart and slow which okay. is we're still pretty screwed yeah we're still pretty screwed um and then you get slow and dumb which is our best chance of survival and if it's anything other than that one we're hooped yep pretty as much. well yep I hope that it's actually the fourth option, though, where we assimilate them into our society and they just do all the crappy jobs like gathering up the shopping carts and bagging the groceries. Like, at the end of Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess that the... Like, even if they do have some intelligence left to them, getting them to uh, do, like, simple cleanup. I know that our oceans have that huge plastic problem. Like, oh, yeah, they could totally go to the bottom and clean that stuff up. Yeah, they, they don't die. No, they don't die. They don't need to breathe oxygen. And if they die, they're already dead. I mean, it's not that hard to feed them. You Actually, yeah, that, that's kind of a bad thing to say, because I guess some people would still say that they they have human rights because they no, want to. No, I human. think that they should totally just do, like, tax benefits for your family and stuff if you die, because some people would be super, like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> people have done less for the same stuff, so. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't want them handling my food. No, I wouldn't let them handling my food either. So, I guess very simple. I wouldn't mind, I, I'd be okay with them handling my mail. Yeah. And I mean, to truly assimilate them, I guess we'd also have to have some type of anti-venom for the zombie infection at that point. Like, some type of, you know, once you're dead, you're, you're, you're kind of SOL, but 
If you just get bit, you can just get a little shot and you're fine. Well, then we could be going into economics and let's not go there. Let's not go there. So, uh, zombies, uh, not that bad. Unless, of course, they're uh, fast and smart and we're hooped. Oh, yeah. What about that book that you read about the the guy being encased in, uh, uh, encasing himself in a bathtub of ice and coming out as the smartest and most powerful zombie? In that universe, it was the voodoo zombies because uh, they all had a form of telekinesis. You know how... Tele- telepathic link. Telekinesis is moving things oh, with your mind. Oh, with the mind, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That would be terrifying. <laughs> telekinetic zombies. zombies. They're not smart enough to, like, understand what they're moving, but they can definitely move things with their oh, mind. Oh, God. <laughs> Awful. That would be terrifying. No. No. I do not want that. Okay, so telepathic link. Remake the movie Push, but with zombies. Push. I've never seen the movie Push. It's the movie where they can move things with their mind. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so. Next cryptoid. All right. And uh, this will probably be the final one. I'm going to say... You know what? I've already done two. I already did two. Well, shit. Well, shit. Uh, let's end it with something fantastical. Something nice. Unicorns. Because unicorns are actual, in my opinion, crazy murderous bitches that just, like, want to just destroy the whole world. Yeah, um, in Scottish folklore, uh, they were... As far as I'm aware from what I've been explained... Uh, they are murder machines. I'd like to think that the universe puts so much good magic into them to stop them from just going around and murdering everyone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, there, there's some stories that believe that if you were to touch a unicorn's horn, they will become a murderous machine killing you and your family. They will I'll burst down doors, they will... They will appear when you least expect it, and they will impale you because they have a horn on their head. That makes sense. And they run fast. That makes sense why we removed all the horns of unicorns. Now we just have regular horses. (laughs) 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 You just got nothing for that one. Nope, I got nothing. Well, I really like that section, and I think that's good. So we're going to take a lovely little break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about something else. All right, we'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back. This time, we're going to be talking about dinosaurs. Yeah. What in particular, Andy? So, back in uh, March of 2013, out in Alberta, actually, there was some guys digging about, doing their, their, I'm going to assume, oil field digging or whatever they were doing. Digging a hole. Digging a hole. And they found a dinosaur that was perfectly preserved. Not perfectly, but very well preserved where it looked like there was a dragon sculpture in the side of the of where they were digging. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The dinosaur kind of looks like uh it could have been 3D printed. Like wow. I I'm not, I'm not saying it it does look like that. I mean in comparison to a 3D printer. No, it, it it's so well preserved. It, they opened it up and they were like, "Whoa, that's a real-life dinosaur right there. Yeah, and uh, it was actually scaly. That's oh, the thing. Oh, interesting. Um, some of the dinosaurs out in China, uh, they found would be more feathery. So we got the ones that we found here that are more scaly. So that would actually make sense for the uh, dinosaur species because of evolution. I was doing. I was reading up a little bit earlier, and apparently the only dinosaurs that they are confirmed to have feathers are 
Velociraptors, and Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Everything else is kind of in limbo right now. <laughs> I saw a picture of the Tyrannosaurus Rex if they made it as a bird, and it looks like a giant budgie. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, with, with like little tiny wings yeah. and really fat, fat bodies. And I, then these like chicken legs. There's just something about putting feathers on a T-Rex that makes it seem way less menacing. Yeah, so the, it was a comparison with the with the skeletal structure. And it was just the normal skeleton that we have of the T-Rex. And then you got bird. <laughs> so you got crazy, super dangerous T-Rex head, big teeth, super scary bird. <laughs> bird. Bird. So a lot of the time, some people have that argument of feathers versus not feathers. But uh, so far from uh, what we can tell, it's feathers in certain areas and scales in other areas, because it would make sense because of cold climates. Mm -hmm. They would need the feathers in order to stay warm. Yep. And then more hot climates, they wouldn't. Like, they would just be cold-blooded. Maybe they are cold-blooded to begin with, but, you know, feathers and keeping I mean, warm. It would kind of make sense, because half of the scientific field <clears throat> thinks that birds evolved from dinosaurs, and there must be another half that believes that reptilians evolved from dinosaurs so could be a little bit of both dude we got the crocodile that's lived through all of it <laughs> the crocodile beat evolution it's good <laughs> it's done that and sharks the sharks and crocodiles are at end game they done they they're maxed out their tier their talent but trees and australia doesn't count because australia is like like the place where uh... australia's is the pvp grounds yes world. <laughs> that's where things really go down oh yeah that's so people test out their new crazy offensive builds and stuff like like kangaroo looking <laughs> like their bodybuilders oh, jacked yeah. steal your girl they try to make it as small as possible being the most like deadly scorpion oh of course that's and one of my favorite lines from indiana jones the person's like oh I the scorpion was like this big it's like how big like this oh you're fine <laughs> uh the smaller it is the deadlier it is that is the rules of australia but there's one big problem about these dinosaurs, Andy. What? <clears throat> How dare you bring it up, you blasphemous uh, heretic. Uh, the devil put them in there, in the ground, and anyone who believes them is... Uh... Sir, sir, <laughs> sir, I believe you are incorrect. Yes. The scientists put them in there because of the Illuminati. Oh, oh, the Illuminati. To bring down the church. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was definitely Satan in partner with the Illuminati. Of course. Yeah, it was a joint effort. Of course. Something that evil, that grandiose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, because of the article that I did read, uh, it was on National Geographic. They were saying that it was identical uh, in comparison to a 3D printed dinosaur, which maybe some kids decided, you know what, we're going to dig a real big hole and put a couple of 3D printed dinosaurs in it. Billy, yeah, Dad, who used all my 3D printer plastic? Oh, shit. He just ran out back and just started digging a hole and threw the dinosaur <laughs> sculpture in there. It's a big dinosaur sculpture. His dad was P.O. <laughs> Damn it, Billy. Billy, like, stole the keys to the bobcat and just started digging the hole. <laughs> But it was down pretty deep, so no, it wouldn't actually be some kids. But maybe one of these guys that were the construction workers 
uh, maybe they did dig a hole and they left it in there and then packed it back in and it's like, oh man, look what I found. And he's just too deep into the joke. One of the most depressing things I've ever read was somebody found a legitimate Chinese style dragon with the long whiskers and the long body and everything. And it looked so real. And there's maybe a glimmer and a hope that, that it could be magic. And it was all a hoax. It was all fake. Oh. A couple months later, a guy came clean. That's so disappointing. The sculpture he made. Oh. You know, like a puppet he made. The point being is it wasn't real in it. And it really bummed me out, man. You really want dragons to exist, don't you? That'd be really cool. No. Yeah. See... Robots and dragons? Robot dragons! <laughs> well, we did read... You, you did read the article on the robot dragon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I did read the article on the robot dragon. Um, it's a gigantic, mechanical, walking, four-legged dragon that breathes fire. Did it actually, like, flamethrower mills, or yes. did it just spit out silly string stuff? It was to replace a very, very, very old kind of sculpture-like dragon for a play that gets played annually in Germany, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if we could have dragons, that would be kind of terrifying. I don't think we'd be as far along technology-wise as we are now if we actually had dragons. Well, yeah, dragons would be a big problem because... Because you know what's super n not important when you're fighting dragons? Like, like, like electric cars and worrying about the environment? No, 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 no. We'd only be worrying about how to kill dragons. Yeah, they would be a big problem because yeah. a, a lot of the, the like, say, D&D &D and stuff like that, uh, they're just dragons that like stuff. They like shiny things. Yeah, gold's really important. They would have all the gold. Gold's used for making our computers and stuff, right? Yes. That would be a huge problem. Uh, they're, they're used for higher-end processors and stuff like that. Like, the processor that's in my computer, Having dragons literally halts human technology progress. Yeah. It literally does. That's, yeah. whoa. Yeah, and it, it would just be a huge problem. So, you know what? We already um, did the cryptoids yep. we're, uh, beforehand, but I guess maybe we did forget dragons. I guess dragons are cryptoids, te technically. Technically, like they're I a mean, thing that people today still think, oh, they totally do exist. I mean, technically speaking, they're just a like a four-legged flying dinosaur, really. I mean, the breathing fire kind of just elevates them to the magical realm, but if they didn't breathe fire, it kind of makes sense. Well, um... Pterodactyl with little uh, arms? Honestly, Monster Hunter. I, I'm, it's it's my favorite game, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. so I'm going to be, uh, when it comes to anatomy Monster Hunter. monsters. What, what do you do in that game? Take a wild guess. <laughs> so anyway, so there's a, there's a dragon-like monster? Oh yeah, there's a dragon monster called the Rathian. Mm -hmm. uh, what it does, it has a little medulla inside its throat that vibrates viciously, and uh, it generates friction and heat, and its saliva is uh, becomes heated, so it spits it out, and it's essentially a fireball. So... It's more like acid, kind of. Uh, in a way, acid, but actually on fire. But yeah, yeah, like like literally boiling liquid yes. and shot at you. Okay. Yes. Well, that so good. that's from uh, what I've read about Monster Hunter. It's just a uh, uh, medulla that just viciously vibrates. That makes sense. Oh. All right. Well, I think that should be our closing statement on. Gosh, dinosaurs, I think is where we started. How this. did we go from dinosaurs to dragons? Honestly, they're they're very similar in my books. Well, uh, maybe dinosaurs could shoot fire. We just didn't know. Like I said, the medulla. That's a good point. That'd be terrifying. 
Anywho, I think that that was pretty good, and uh, we're going to take a short little break right now. We don't need to take a break. No? We can segue right into it. We're going to segue, man, right into the next topic? Oh, yeah. Okay. <gasps> Woo! It's going to be a doozy. This is a first. Yeah, this is going to be a heavy one. You ready? So you, uh, or do you want me to start? Um, even though we just finished with dragons, we're now going to talk about an actual serious topic. And, uh, well, I still think it's pretty serious. It can be serious. It can be serious. It can be controversial at times for some people. Uh, we're going to talk about the death penalty. Yeah. Um, do you, Alex, do you believe that the death penalty is necessary? Necessary... No, but I definitely see the appeal, you know, it, it, it makes a great deterrent from people doing bad things. Why? Because dying sucks. Dying does suck. Dying sucks. Like, Be- wait, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Christian man yeah. and you believe that heaven is real and you do a bad thing, it's like us segueing you into hell. Yeah, it's like us saying, no, 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 you messed up real bad, buddy. We're just fast-tracking you straight to hell. Ooh. Which I, I, I can get, I, I can get, I can get. For full disclosure, though, I'm going to say it for now, I actually don't support it at all. Okay. Um, I can definitely see how people could support it, and I can see, like, like Texas had a really great idea, and it's actually happening. Uh, if multiple people saw you commit the crime, you just get, like, fast-tracked on a death row. Like, if, if you were, if you went to, like, a Dairy Queen, I'm making this up, I have no idea. If you just, like, go to a Dairy Queen and start stabbing people, yeah, and a bunch of people saw you do it, you're just gonna go straight in that, like, when there's no chance of error, that's when the death penalty looks really good. Hmm. Well, I, I, the death penalty actually gives incentive, because is it worth dying for? Because there are, far as I'm aware, uh, there are few things that the death penalty, there are certain uh, things that you do that will force you into the death penalty. Like, say, murder or... Um, sexual assault. Sexual assault, yep. Personally, I don't like pedophiles, so, you know... That's a good one, yeah. yeah. Should, that yeah. should be there. That should definitely but be But then there. again, people can be rehabilitated because sometimes, like, <gasps> that guy, there was that gland oh, in his yeah. head. The, the, the guy who had a brain tumor that turned him into a pedophile, and, and it was like a documented scientific case of this happening. Yeah, and then they removed the tumor. And he got better. Yeah, he was no longer a pedophile. And then the tumor came back, and he got more pedophilic Wait, he, again. the tumor came yeah, back? Yeah, and then he killed himself. Oh, I did not know that part, but I heard about the first bit. Yeah, I mean, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Awful. But the death penalty, though. Is it worth dying for? I think that there's definitely people who believe fully in their heinous causes to die for it. I mean, there's lots of people who end up just killing themselves at the end of their terrible atrocity that they've caused humanity. Yeah. So... That's not my problem with it. Once again, it's the fact that it's the people that die and then are proved to be innocent, which is why I prefer just sitting in prison forever. Prison would be an awful place to go to. Don't want to go to it. Death is so final, and if someone really did something horrible, I like the idea that when they go to prison that the other inmates mess with them. I like that idea. Really? Way more than just someone being killed. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Send, send me to the afterlife. For, for all we know, it, it could be like just sunshine and roses no matter what you do. So, well, no, no, no. Let's keep them here 
And let's make sure that when they're here, it's awful. Until they die of a heart attack, 95 years old. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I go on a bit of a tangent there, but I'm going to hold myself back. Well, I do believe that certain cases have uh, a life sentence, and a life is considered about 25 to 30 years. I thought a life sentence was, you know, your whole life. No. Um, a life sentence is 25 to 30 years, because you know what happens during that 25 to 30 years? You think. You're in a cell with the, with very few activities, and you think. So you think, hmm, maybe I should be a better person. You get out, and then you go, hmm, I'm, I got into jail when I was 20, and now I'm 50. I have no kids. <laughs> I have no job. I have no record of employment. My life was basically over because of the situation. But you know what I'm going to do? I had a lot of time to think. I'm going to turn my life around. Or they go back to jail. I'll go back to jail. I really like the movie <clears throat> The Green Mile. Ooh. And it was about Tom Hanks working as a death row prison guard. Never seen it. Bloody amazing. It ends up having some magic in it, but... Like like fairy magic or just stuff happening? Like, literally, God comes no. down from Earth and, like, through this super huge black man heals people and can, like, from, like, the brink of death level stuff. Oh... All right, so Tom <laughs> Hanks in a magic movie. Yeah, yeah, in a magic movie. Um, I kid you not, there is a scene where Tom Hanks is groped in the testicles by this extremely large black man. And then, because Tom Hanks' character, which I can't remember the, his name for the life of me, Tom Hanks' character had a horrible, <laughs> horrible staph infection and he couldn't pee. Like, or a urinary tract infection, sorry. Ah. And he couldn't pee. And the black, and the, I can't remember the guy's name. The other, the, the healer guy actually healed him by groping him and then he had sex with his wife. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks got to fuck his wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I hope he does that every night. Tom Hanks married? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, Death Row is a, is a serious topic to talk about. It's full of, like I said, it's full of controversy. It's full of opinions. Some people believe it's that... Full of extremely hard to talk about things that we as human beings don't like to think about. No. Like, you know, the fact that someone else could just grab a bat and bash someone's head in. We don't like to think about that. No. And death penalty is really just being like, well, we can just make it stop so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Some people will may have loved ones in incarceration for terrible things, and some people believe that they're innocent. So... Again, like you were saying, people who are innocent and go to death row, that's awful. That's got to be awful. So 100% without a doubt, no possible error is the time that the death penalty would be applicable. I have some terrible news for you. No. Do you know the only way to make sure that the death penalty is always correct? Don't you dare say cameras everywhere. No. Oh. Just make sure the... You don't kill anyone with the death penalty. That's how you make sure you don't mess up and actually kill someone with the death penalty. Okay. It's um. It's like it's like if you had, if you don't want to overdose on drugs, you shouldn't do drugs. It's that level argument. It's not a very good one, but you can kind of see where I'm coming from with there. So get everyone to not murder people, and we don't need the death penalty. See, not exactly. What I was trying to say was that the only way to make sure that 
the death penalty doesn't kill someone accidentally is just not having one. So do you think life sentence is better? I, yes, I do. But say, for instance, you have this big crime lord, right? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to run my drug syndicate from within the prison. And he's in there for life, okay? So he's just going to keep on being in a safe environment where he pays off people Mm -hmm. to not mess with him because smokes are valuable in prison. We could make this even more realistic, and in China, you can pay people to to do your jail time for you. That's a thing? Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, legal... I don't do think it. it. I don't think it is probably legal. not. But people do it a lot. That is, that that's that's not good. No. So, the problem with something like a justice system is, of course, when you look at it by case by case basis, you can make random exceptions and crazy things like that. And the whole point of the court system is to try to narrow those type of things from happening. Like the whole point of the legislation and the court system is to make sure that if there's a death penalty, you don't kill the right person. And all right, so you want to conclude that death penalty has its ups and downs? I think the death penalty is a much bigger issue than people let on. I think that a society is judged not how they treat their best, but how they treat their worst. And uh, killing people is too easy. It's much, it's much more fun just to let them rot in prison. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it for that segment. Thank you very much for everyone listening for our lovely uh, debate here. I yeah, so it was very intense. I hope we didn't step on any toes. Oh, we probably did. Oh, that's little. okay. Uh, you, anything we say, anyone can take the wrong way. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll be back in a minute uh, to do a new segment that we've been wanting to do for a while. It's going to be called Story Time with Andy and Alex. Yeah. We'll tell be... you a little bit more after uh, our short little break. It'll be a good time. Stick around. All right, everyone. Welcome back. It's uh, time for Story Time with Andy and Alex. Now snuggle up to those uh, covers there. Grab a pillow. Hug it a little. Enjoy. And enjoy. Uh, we're going to tell you a little story. All right, Alex, what do you have on mind here today? Oh, actually, you know what? I should probably explain the premise. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of uh, writing prompts that we decided to acquire, and uh, we are going to credit the poster on uh, what the writing prompt is, and we're going to tell a little story. Say, for instance, like this one's going to be mine, uh, my writing prompt that I decide just to come off off the top of my head. Uh, Timmy goes to the store. So Timmy goes to the store. What does he see? What does he do? What does he grab? Is it for his mom? Is it for his dying father or something? Just just a little bit you know, of a uh, story. Go a little bit of uh, the middle, a little bit of the end. Hopefully do a beginning. You know, get the whole story. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of good contenders here. I'm personally thinking that we should go with this one. By, uh, Jupfin? Uh, yep, Jupfin. Jupfin. All right. Um, oh yeah, you have to credit the website that you found it on. I found it on Reddit, r slash writing prompts. All right. From April 3rd. Wow, it's dated. Smart. Yeah, nice. So, a little girl accidentally called the military about a mean guy who stole her teddy bear, Mr. Snuggles. This is now... This is how the world's largest military operation went down. Are you sure this isn't just the movie we watched? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I would like to think that this teddy bear is far more than just the teddy bear. Little girl, president's daughter. Ooh, little girl, president's daughter? Yeah. Teddy bear, missile codes. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. All right, all right. So the teddy bear has the missile codes in it. Yeah. And uh, we got these uh, two bandit people that are literally just in the White House. They're janitors trying yeah. to get back at the president's daughter yeah. for making huge messes around the place. For the whole time, yeah. And, so, and, and they plan to sell the plans. That no, they, they don't know the plans are in no, no, there. No. That's the best part. They... They just met a man at a coffee shop um, who was really interested in the president's daughter's teddy bear. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll steal you the teddy bear. He's like, perfect. I'd give you $10 million for it. And they're like, whoa, yeah, we'll steal that teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> and these are just the curators. Yeah, they're just, total, just total normal guys. Yeah, they don't know what's up. Oh. And then, um, so, the, the, uh, the teddy bear gets stolen, right? right? Everyone's in this huge panic. Missile coders, they're trying to change it up, whatnot, right? And the president knows only the best duo to call, but they don't work together anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's uh, Liam Neeson and Vin Diesel. Oh. Oh, yeah. They used to be partners, but they're not partners anymore. But there's one catch. <clears throat> the president says that the, the two janitors have to come for no reason other than, you know, story and plot. Oh, yeah, no. They, he wants someone to clean up their messes afterwards because oh they're going to make huge they're messes. Make huge, that, that, that's why they aren't, they aren't on the force anymore. There's way too much debt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite line from uh, Demolition Man. It's like um, the, the news reporter's walking up to the big hero as he's carrying the little girl out from the destruction behind him, and she goes, how do you feel causing over $5 million in damages to rescue a little girl the ransom was only 10000 and the little girl goes, screw you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anything. All right. Well, I guess that concludes that writing prompt. Let's well, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't. Oh, you want to do another one? Yeah, let's do, do another one. Do another this one. is story time. I guess it is story time. But we, we, didn't, we didn't make an ending for that. Actually, you know what? Yeah. We didn't. Okay, so Vin Diesel and the other two. Let's call them... Um, let's call them... Jack and Barry. I was going to say... Bandy and Balix, but uh, I like yours no, better. No, no, Jack and Barry. <laughs> Jack and Barry, and Vinny and Liam. <laughs> wow, when you call them that, it really undermines how badass they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Vinny and Liam, they uh, burst into the door of the main guy, and the main guy's like, Aha, you finally found me. And but... the main guy was Matt Damon all along. Oh, uh... <laughs> okay, so first off, Matt Damon plays the president. Second off... It turns out that it was all a ploy by the president to get them back together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He Love pulls it. off the mask and it's Matt Damon and yeah, it'd be so great. All right. Uh, conclude that story. Yep. Oh, uh, what's what's the name of this? What's the name of this? It's called, um... Uh, oh, oh, how, how about Vinny and Liam Teddy Time? Teddy Time. <laughs> teddy Time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um... <clears throat> uh, you... <laughs> I almost said the youth slash. Yep. Uh, little Bello has a great one. Um, Purell kills 99% of all germs. You are the 0.1%. All your friends and family are dead, and you're out for revenge. All right, so we got Timmy. Yeah. Timmy's usually our go-to. It's great. Love yeah. that name. Uh, so we got Timmy, and... Uh, so it's played, obviously, by Michael Sierra. Yeah, Tim, yeah. we got Timmy, played yeah. by Michael Sierra. Yeah. 
And it's just the entire time he is stumbling through all kinds of situations trying to get to the the headquarters of the Purell guys. Oh, yeah. So, so it, all, it all just starts off. No, 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 no. Because you see, this is just one singular bacterial germ. He doesn't know about headquarters. He just wants to kill the person he's on. Oh. We're talk- oh what, was that? what was that movie where the pills and it was all inside them? Osmosis, Osmosis Jones. Jones. I love that movie. So it's pretty much just that, except it's like super hardcore about this guy like trying to, and he really sympathized for the germ that lost his family as he's like, like seeps into a like cut in the person's finger or something where he used to live, gets inside the body and just like starts wrecking havoc. Ooh. Yeah. Like Punisher, but <laughs> Osmosis Jones. <laughs> so th- this kind of reminds me of that movie of the fly mm-hmm. that flies about. And, uh, er, okay, it's a Bollywood movie about a guy who dies and reincarnates <laughs> into know, a fly. I know that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Where he just messes with people. <laughs> so this is the this is the germ who's the 1% that wants revenge. He goes out, he finds the person, and he starts making, like, a little car mm. that only he can drive. Oh, my God. Little... Oh, yeah, a little car. He can drive. So he's driving this little RC car, and he, he needs to get to the headquarters because he doesn't know where it is. So he's just driving. Are we, are we talking about the fly, or are we talking about the, the little germ guy? We're talking about the germ. Because the germ guy is going to try to kill the body. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. Because, you know, cause, cause this is what the germ saw. He was just living on a hand, chilling, being a germ with his family, having some kids and stuff. Then all of a sudden, this hand, this wet shiny, glistening hand comes just yonder over the sunset and just... And it's Michael Sierra, so he's like... <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he's just looking at it going, oh, no, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> oh, everything's so hard. Michael Sierra's entire career is just you know him really, being awkward. You know what's really funny? That in this story, he had a kid, and Michael Sierra's really young. We should make the kids really old, too, so it was a teen pregnancy, so the movie Juno is canon. No. <laughs> But Andy, the movie Juno is canon in all Michael Sierra movies. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's like how uh, Chris Hemsworth is secretly Thor in all of his movies. It makes the movie Cabin in the Woods a lot easier to watch. And a lot more frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. It was so good. It was like, Thor, just smash him with your hammer. What are you doing? Just put your hand up and go, Argh. I'm Thor. I'm Thor. Do your hammer call, you know. You go, here, hammer. All right, all right. So we need a conclusion to the story. So we're going to have him sliding down a raindrop. Okay. And it lands on the guy's eye. And, and oh, with some shenanigans, with him getting like kicked out of the body and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. him making his way down there, like uh, getting, total B-movie style. Getting sneezed out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making his way. And it'll be a drop on his eye. And uh, the the guy will go up to rub it out of his eye and rubs him off and goes, ew, and just throws it. I want to take it way deeper. No. I want the raindrop to fall into the guy's eye. The little germ goes right back into the brain and has, like, a deep conversation with, like, the brain about life and existence and how the brain's like, dude, it doesn't matter. You're just a germ on this one dude. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even understand. And, and it'd be like this huge story about nihilism. 
Love it. Yeah, great. So that's the conclusion of that. Is that two? Yeah, that was two. Do you want to do one more? I don't know. I think two is good. I don't know. We're kind of on fire here. Let's, let's do a third one. One more. One more. So we have one by American Caesar. The party faces their final most dangerous and powerful opponent, the Dungeon Master. So the movie just, I mean, the, so the movie just immediately starts with the DM being like, ha 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 ha, and it's just a little tiny 3D printed model of himself. Yep. Yep. Uh, artist self-insert, of course. You gotta do it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do it. It's literally the director being the guy who's inserting himself into the D&D game. Yeah. Like, it's just super meta. It's Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> He'd do something like that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Well, he is Silent Bob. Well, not, not just that. He just loves nerdy things. Yeah, of course. Comic book stuff, but, you know. So... It'll be this uh, story about these uh, these group of people who are playing in Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to go through their regular stuff. It's going to cut to them being in their situations, their characters are in, and uh, they'll be talking to Do they the not characters. know who the Dungeon Master is? One of those over Skype DMs. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. And the party finally reaches their final thing, or their final... Uh, uh, step in their adventure. Yeah. They get to the end of the dungeon. They see the throne, and up rises this super nerdy guy. Like, I'm talking classic nerd. Like, old school, stereotypical, tape in the middle of the glasses, uh, pocket protector with pens and pencils in it, pushes it up, snorts, going, I will be your doom. <laughs> No, not guy with swirly glasses. <laughs> yep, guy with swirly glasses. Oh, yeah. And uh, the party goes through all this trouble to try and beat him. But this this guy keeps on doing, like, playground logic. He goes, aha! He goes, all right, I shoot my flaming bow of uh, Telexa. And, and then and then, and then, then the, the guy rolls a natural d20 with the bow, and the nerd goes, aha! I'm immune to natural d20s. They are automatically ones. And it's like, you can't, you can't do, you can't. And he, like, looks at his character sheet, and it's already written out, and he's like, what the fuck? Are you ready for yeah. this? Yeah. In Pathfinder, uh -huh. there's a third-party class called uh -huh. the Luckbringer. Oh, that sounds terrible. They can turn ones into twenties and twenties into ones. Oh no, that's not a thing, is it? What that, I just described as a thing? Yeah, that's oh. a thing. So yes, the DM can do this. He'd be like, "I'm a luck bringer all along." Oh my god, no, 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 you know he's obviously some multi-class BS thing. Like, like you this know, is meta. Like, he's just this meta spec made to kill a party. And he's saying the names of the character, not the characters, but the names of the players. It's like oh, Brandon, yeah. you can't hit me with that. I have a fire resistance oh of god. twenty. You need to at least roll an eighteen or higher. You're not gonna roll that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't work. So, who's this Brandon you're speaking of? I'm Drexa. So, 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 so we get the beginning where it's like them playing DM and stuff, right? And then you get the the introduction of the D of the actual dungeon master final boss guy, yep. right? And then they got this battle, right? Yeah. How do they beat him? How do you beat playground logic? How do you beat playground logic? You leave. So the, the the whole movie 
is actually like one of those you have to wake up things. Yep. And it's really about someone convincing them they have to just get out of here. Yeah, they, they're like at the end, everyone just goes, I don't even want to play with you anymore. And they all hit the call end button. Yeah, and all this done. I'm done. You're weird. And it's just him going, I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's so depressing. Cut to black. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's so sad. Love it, though. Love it. All right. Well, I think this is a great point to end the, the bit. The, all right. I hope you all enjoyed story time with Andy and Alex. All right. Well, that was uh, it for that section. Next week, find out if whether the pink on flamingos is really from the shrimp or from a more sinister thing. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.